This is the Two Fish Podcast, where we try to keep biblical truths simple. Your hosts, Nick Burt and Aaron Apple. Hello, everybody. We are back. Yeah, we missed a week. Yeah, we <laughs> we got really busy. We did because we have been involved. We had another episode a long time ago where we were talked about serving other people. And we were involved in another ministry and had a weekend-long thing. And Eric was gone, and I was gone, and it was just, it was a mess. Yeah, and your wife's gone now. and Yeah, she's, she's on one of those weekends right now serving other guests. So, yeah, we missed one. And so last time we missed one, we started season two. So this week we're starting season three of the Two Fish Podcast, which is super exciting. It means nothing. I don't know why podcasts do that, but... Season three. Welcome to season three. Welcome to season three. We didn't even talk about that, but no, we're I in just, season three. I now. just threw it out right now. We're on season three. Hey, that fits. We're going to talk about James three. And we're in season three. Boom. Uh, a couple other things, real fast, before we get into James three, we have an opportunity for especially you local Two Fish podcast fans and part of our Two Fish community coming up on September 18th at the local high school, Goshen High School. We're going to be part of an event. We're going to try to be out there recording the Two Fish Live doing some interviews and stuff like that. And what we're going to be doing is raising money for Destiny Rescue. If you remember back a couple episodes ago, we had Chris Russell from Destiny Rescue on, and he shared his story and shared the story of Destiny Rescue and the sex trafficking world is just ridiculously crazy. Go listen to that episode if you haven't listened to that episode. But we're partnering with them again. We're going to be out there, probably have a booth. We'll give some stickers away, maybe have some T-shirts to give away, and you can come and get on the microphone, we'll have those set up, and tell us your Jesus story, your Destiny Rescue story, things like that. So we're super excited. Yeah, it is a 24-hour freedom walk. Uh, the Goshen Rotary Club is putting this on with Chris Russell and Destiny Rescue. Um, so September 18th, 8 a.m. to September 19th at 8 a.m. You can put together a team, so ten, I believe it's a $10 fee to get into it. And uh, you guys can you can walk for an hour, you can walk for two hours, you can try and walk the whole twenty four hours, whatever you want to do. But the the whole goal is to raise money for Destiny Rescue. And currently, if you go look it up, it is destinyrescue.org slash freedom walk. If you go click on that, they have a goal of raising forty thousand dollars, and they're at about thirty four thousand dollars. So. Uh, with some prayer, uh, they'll definitely reach that goal, and hopefully they'll just keep on blowing it right out of the water. Yeah, that's crazy. $40,000 goal. They've already hit thirty four, and the event hasn't even taken place. We're a couple weeks away. Yeah. So that's incredible. They're going to save a bunch of girls in sex trafficking, and you can be a part of that alongside the Two Fish podcast, and we'll give you a time. We're not going to be out there for 24 straight hours talking about the Two Fish podcast and about that just be too much for us, but – we will have a time where we've decided to be out there recording, and you can come out and join us and join Destiny Rescue and the Rotary Club. Is that all the business? I think that's all the business. All right, let's get straight to James 3 then. If you've been with us in this little study of James, we let's just rehash this. Such a practical book in such a way you can take these words and implement them in your life. I'm not saying it's super easy. But it's super simple things. And that's what we are. We're a podcast. We read through the Bible. We talk about subjects in the Bible. And we break them down and keep them simple. So, here we go. James chapter 3. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For 
we who teach will be judged by God with greater strictness. We all make many mistakes, but those who control their tongues can also control themselves in every other way. Verse 3, we can make a large horse turn around and go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a tiny rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot wants it to go, even though the winds are strong. So also the tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do. Any tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And the tongue is a flame of fire. It is full of wickedness that can ruin your whole life. It can turn the entire course of your life into a blazing flame of destruction, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Verse 7, For every kind of beast and bird or reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth came blessings and cursings. My brothers, these things ought to not be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and self-ambition exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Uh, so once again, we'll go back through this and uh, we'll break this down and uh, we'll just talk about what, what it means and how, we, how we're trying to apply it to our life, right? And as we talked about, this is a, once again something that's super practical and uh, part of our everyday life, but not always easy to do. So James 3, 1, dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged by God with a greater strictness. We all make many mistakes, but those who control their tongues can also control themselves in every other way. That's awesome. Mine actually says, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to also bride his whole body. I think the Bible is very clear. Jesus has been the only perfect person to ever live. So I think James is basically saying, hey, if you could do it, you're perfect. But it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, but like we've talked before, we should strive to be perfect like Jesus was, knowing we're going to fall short, and that's where God's grace comes in. But verse 1, I think, when I was studying this and reading this for this episode, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Are we, is the two fish podcast? Are we teachers? Like I never have never considered us that I just consider us two guys kind of working through this, but now we have an audience and I feel like, Oh boy, are we in this teacher 
teacher yeah. thing. And I'm like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. That sounds <laughs> more strict. I don't know. And th- that's, uh, I actually had the same thought and I did a little bit of research on that. Do we fall exactly in that realm? No, I think we're more along the lines. We are two guys that we're sharing the Bible and we're trying to figure out and walk, walk through it and apply it to our lives as we're going. But yeah. we, we are not necessarily, I would never claim to be pastoral. Yeah. Right. So when I believe when this is referring to teachers, from what I found, it is talking about a pasture, a um, somebody that's going to get up and nowadays, um, and they're going to teach on Sunday. Okay. Is more of what that is referring to. Okay. I've always thought this is like, like sitting around a campfire and reading the Bible and discussing these conversations. And you guys aren't at our campfire but you're there with us. And that's kind of how I always thought this was. Yeah. So I don't think we're teachers, but maybe we'll find out someday and we'll be held to a stricter judgment. I think, I think we're going to be held to a stricter judgment because, but we're not on that pastoral pedestal. So, which hats off to all you pastors who listen and can stand up there 50 or 52 weeks a year and preach. You guys are amazing. Um, hats off for being able to do that. That's a lot. Um, I think we've covered that, that we are not teachers. Don't call us your teacher. Don't email us and say, hey, teacher, don't do that. (laughs) We're just your friends. Verse three, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs so also the tongue is a small member, yet boasts of great things. Here James is just using some examples to kind of show us what he's talking about with this tongue thing. It's a very small part of, our, of the human anatomy, but it can do so much good and so much damage. The good things, I think, I think what he's trying to say is it's kind of like a horse. If you ever see the cowboy movies or around us, you see Amish pulling the buggies. They got these bits in their mouth. Well, actually, you're a horse guy. You guys have horses. Yeah, we have a, a horse oh, right hey, now. Oh, a horse. Okay. Yeah. Right now. Is it for sale? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Two Fish Podcast, if you want a horse, reach out to us. Um, but that small bit that they put in the mouth, that giant horse can be steered by that small little piece of metal in its mouth. Right. And, and even a you got a well-trained horse, even a little kid can steer that horse. That horse is going to go where that kid wants it or wherever the kid tells it to go. Yeah. Kid may not even know where he wants to go, but if he pulls to the right, the horse is most likely going to go to the right. Yeah. And then the other example James gives us is this large ship and it's got these huge sails and it's pushed by fast winds, but you can control it by just this little rudder in the back. So this giant boat, these winds that you would say, oh, you can't stop that, but you can get it to turn wherever you want. It's just a small piece of the boat, the rudder in the back that steers it. But you, a human being on this giant ship, could control the the winds and the ship by this little rudder and where you're going to go. Yeah, I think I think a great modern day example of that would be a huge cruise ship, right? Okay. So it, it's, it's got a little, it's got a rudder back there. Yeah, that's what controls that ship. If you didn't have that rudder and it's just going wherever it wanted to go, yeah, like it's gonna cause massive damage when it runs into anything, it runs into another ship, it runs into land, runs into the dock. If you lose control of that rudder, 
you're in trouble. Same thing with a horse. I mean, the, a horse is a, a one-town animal pretty much, and if it's full full steam and you you don't have control of it, like it's going to run through the fence. It's going to dump you off. It's like there's going to be problems if you can't control one of those two things. Yeah. The last part of verse 5 says, How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Again, another example is a small little spark. You look at California and all the forest fires we have every year. Usually they start by something small. Someone messing around. Maybe someone threw a cigarette into dead grass. And next thing you know, half of California is burning down. And so just something super small can have such a lasting effect. Something super small can control something huge or burn it down. And then verse 6. And the tongue is a flame of fire. It is full of wickedness that can ruin your whole life. It can turn the entire course of your life into a blazing flame of destruction, for it is set on fire by hell itself. So if you can't control that tongue, the horse is going to take you somewhere crazy. The ship is going to go who knows where. California is going to burn down from a little spark. Your tongue not used properly. And this, I mean, if you don't feel convicted by that, you need to reevaluate your life. That's what I think. Because how many times we use sarcasm or we use words that tear people down or are not godly, not kingdom building, how much we don't even see the effect that sometimes those words have, but they have a huge implication where they can burn a forest down, as James is saying. Some of the slang terms we have for people, some of the and like, there's just so many examples of this. And, you know, it, do, it doesn't just come down to cursing. In society, a lot of times we focus on that, that one part of it, that aspect. Like, don't, don't curse. Well, it's not, it's not just cursing, right? It's slander, gossip, racist words, um, some slang terms that just aren't, they aren't fitting. Like, it, like you said, it is not, they're not kingdom words, yeah. right? They're, they're, designed to tear people down or to tear things down it's it's definitely not terminology that we should be using in our everyday walk and when you were look back to verse two if you can control those words you are you're doing a better job of controlling yourself in every other way if if you can control your cursing if you can control your gossip and the the slander terms that you're you're using you're going to be walking a better life if you look back to verse two, and if you're not doing that, you're you're setting the forest on fire. Mine again says, you're also able to bridle your whole body. So when you can control that tongue, the smallest part of your body there, you're more likely to be able to control the rest of the things you do. Like when you think about the cursing or the swearing or whatever it is out of probably anger or disappointment, that's going to trickle down into other things. You're going to get physical. You might get physical. Like you might just go, you might go from yelling at someone to actually physically hurting them, throwing a punch or something. I don't know. That's a random example there. But if you had been able to control your tongue, you probably wouldn't, that situation wouldn't have got exacerbated to the point where you're now in a physical altercation. So James is saying, hey, we need to tame this tongue so that we can then control. It's going to trickle down into everything else in our lives. Verse seven, for every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by humankind. 
but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in God's image. From the same mouth came blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be. So every every other living thing on this earth can more or less be tamed one way or another, except for our tongue, which kind of just blows my mind right now. I never thought about it like that. But, like, if, if you look, the majority of animals out there, like, somebody's tried to make it a pet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you got Mike Tyson who had, you know, he had tigers. You got, you got other people that have all these pet bears or, or whatever. And yeah. Watch a video of a lady that had a pet skunk. Like, I don't know why you would do that. Why would you do that? But every other animal, every other living thing can be tamed by a human, but we cannot tame our own tongue. And and that also tells me that we all struggle with this. There's not a person walking on this earth that's not struggling with their tongue. Yeah. At some point, you're going to spit words out that aren't kingdom words. Yeah. And again, we're not necessarily just... like you said, everyone thinks of cussing first. That's the first thing that comes to your mind when you need to tame your tongue. Stop cursing or swearing or it's it's those slanderous things you say or those sarcastic things you say. Or like in chapter two, being partial to someone, having those partial thoughts and having those saying the things, oh, you're just poor or just the rudeness, all that stuff. Like that's what he's talking about. He's not just talking about the necessarily the words that are coming to my mouth, but the effect that it has. Yeah. That, that's the fire, the effect. Like, yeah. You don't know what your word to that poor man did. Maybe it caused him to really stumble. Maybe it knocked him off the course God had him on. You set fire to his course because you his just walk. Yeah, because you couldn't tame your tongue. You couldn't think before you spoke. Now that right there is a challenging. There you go. Go to eat that. Think before you speak. I mean, if you again, if you don't get convicted by that, Man, you you must be that perfect person, but you are not. So, the last part of 8 says, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Verse 9, with it we bless our Lord, and with it we curse people made in God likeness of God. So, I mean, it's this double-edged sword. You can you can use it to build up and be kingdom-oriented, or you can do use it to tear people down. And, I mean, how for me, if I just look at a hundred thousand foot view how many times I use it to do more tearing down being sarcastic being rude being negative negative there you go not even yeah that's a perfect I love that example not even necessarily tearing someone down just being negative about a situation that affects other people someone's going to hear that and think it's going to change their viewpoint on something maybe you're just a negative Nancy so they say that's not kingdom building there's no negativity in the kingdom building no, and, and it's not helping you. When you're being negative, you're not helping yourself. Like I and we're all gonna have down times. Like oh, that's yeah. expected. We're gonna have down times, we're gonna have moments of anger. Just like this says, we can't control our tongue. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we can't work on putting that bridle in there yeah. and trying to control it. Yeah. And we sh- as we as we read in the previous chapter, we shouldn't be judging people either on this. Like maybe they're, they're getting better at it. They're not perfect. So it's not a salvation issue. This is a, a sanctification. You're continuing to try to work on this. You're continuing to try and die to yourself and control your tongue and control, not let those thoughts come out and just 
blurb out of your mouth, right? It's it's the building process. It's the process of getting there and being more like Christ. And then, again, we use it to curse people made in the likeness of God. When you listen to that and you hear that, maybe you gloss over that, but I always think, oh, man, that person, God made that person too, or that's a daughter of God, or that's a son of God. Like he cre- And then here I am being negative or being blasphemous or being rude to that person. How many times do we think, Maybe I shouldn't do that because God created that person too. Like just putting a spin on your thought process. Oh, don't don't be so crappy towards that person. They might be acting crappy towards you, but God made them too. They're made in the likeness of God. So we need to treat them like that. Like they are a son or daughter of God. Verse 11, does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh water and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. I think there again, it's just another example that James is giving. Are our words or our actions kingdom building? You know, he gives an example. You can't have a fig tree that bears olives. Like it just doesn't happen. A a fig tree bears figs. So if you're not going to have good actions or you're not going to have good positive results if you're using negativity, if you're cursing and swearing at someone, you're not going to lead that person to the Lord because that's just not, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. If you're, if you're spitting fire, you're not going to calm the storm. Like it's going to, it's only going to make things worse. And like you pointed to earlier, you're likely to end up in a, in a worse altercation yeah. with somebody or, or it's going to drag you even further into the, whatever trouble you're, you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. It's like having a fight or something with your with your spouse, okay? You're in a fight, you're talking, you're arguing. Is what you're going to say in that argument going to fix the issue or is it just going to make the issue worse? Yeah, and I think this also points back to, you can go to, to Matthew 7, uh, verse 15, the tree and its fruits, right? So beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really wolves that will tear you apart. And then it goes on to say, like, you can't pick grapes from a, a thorn bush. You can't. So somebody that is salty or angry and, and can't control their tongue, like, you're, they're not going to produce any good fruit. It's going to be chopped up and thrown away. Like, what they're doing is not going to produce any good kingdom work, if that's yeah. the way their tongue is. And the other last example was a salt pond cannot yield fresh water. Like, you've got to get that salt out of the water or it's no good. You can't drink salt water and expect to have the taste of fresh water. Yep. It's it's tainted with the salt water. It is not good to drink. Right. You can't drink salt water and expect to get hydrated. Yeah. You're not going to get filled up by it. So the practicality of what this first section of Chapter 3 is, hey, you need to work on your tongue. You need to work on the things you say, the attitude that you have through your voice because it's, if it's not – good and kingdom building you're not going to be able to build the kingdom you're going to have that salt water coming out when what god needs is fresh water i I think that makes a good point um that god needs fresh water and and it'll carry it into our our next section here which is the heading is true wisdom comes from god like god's going to give us that fresh water so that we can gain wisdom and and we can learn to control our tongue and if we aren't looking to him, 
we're not going to get that wisdom and we're not going to be able to control our tongues. So as we, as we go through this next section, just all this comes from God, the ability to do any of this as we continue to work on our sanctification, we got to be seeking God in the midst of all of this. Yeah, it's almost like this first section was the, hey, don't do this. And then James isn't going to just leave us there. He's going to say, this is how. This yeah. is the how-to. You need to have wisdom from above, is what mine says. Verse 13, if you are wise and understand God's ways, live a life of steady goodness so that only good deeds will pour forth. And if you don't brag about the good you do, you will be truly wise. So don't be boastful. Like we talked about, was it, was it last week, our good deeds? Yeah, la- chapter 2 was faith without works is dead. So we talked about those deeds and the works that come from our faith. Right, so the, and this is pointing to that again, I think, and telling you not to be boastful about the good things you are doing. Yeah. So we got this event coming up, right? Yeah. Don't be boastful that you raised thirty four thousand dollars as a as a club, or don't be boastful to Fish Podcast if we were able to raise a thousand dollars and donate to that. Yeah. Like, don't brag about it. We shouldn't care who did it. What should matter is we did kingdom work. Whether yeah. if we raised a dollar or we raised a thousand. Yeah, I think that's that using our tongue wisely. That points the attention to the person that raised the money not to look what God's doing in the lives of the sex traffic, the girls in sex traffic. Like it, it takes the attention away from what's important and it's because of the tongue, because we were boastful, because we didn't use the wisdom from above, the wisdom that God's going to give us. Right. Verse 14 fits right in there, right? So, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is Selfish ambition in your hearts. Don't brag about being wise. That is the worst kind of lie. Pretending you're wise and have it all together, but don't. That's me every day, but (laughs) I mean. So bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts. Don't have it. I mean, it's pretty plain. Don't do it. Don't have selfish ambition in what you're doing, especially when it's kingdom oriented. It's not about you. It's about God. It's about God. doesn't matter what you did. doesn't matter what works you did. Yeah. It's about God giving you that fresh water so you could do those works. Yeah, I like that. Verse 15, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and self-ambition exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, and good fruits, impartial and sincere. I mean, there's a huge drastic difference there in what James is saying. The things that are of this earth are earthly, unspiritual, and he even says demonic. I mean, that's totally different than peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, and sincere. Right. That's two different realms, right? Mine reads, and motivated by the devil. So not demonic. I mean, it's the same thing. It's it's not God's motivation. It's the devil's. It's that other guy. It's the other guy chirping in your ear that's getting you to not control your tongue, that's making you angry, that's making you jealous. You just put the image in my mind of the the cartoon where you have the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. 
like with they're both like hey say this or say yeah. that or do this or do that and you got to choose before you do anything before you say anything hey is this of the world or is this wisdom from god i need to have it i need to bridle my tongue before i say something have that conversation if i need to in my mind before i actually say something that is super convicting right there yeah i don't i can't yeah <laughs> i just dropped the mic is that what you're saying i think you did like <laughs> Sometimes, guys, like, we just need to shut up and listen sometimes. Yeah. You know? Are you? Did you say guys as in the Two you, Fish Podcast? as in you. Or guys as in guys, <laughs> listen, stop talking and listen to your wife. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> shut, up, shut up and listen. Like, yeah, we, we want to jump in there and, and speak right away and try and fix it. And sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen. Yeah. Like, not just guys and your wife, but in every situation, in every scenario again this is not easy james is not saying hey just do this and you'll be fine like it's going to take work in everything that he's teaching here in james verse 18 and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace so right there i think james is just trying to say hey use your words and use your tongue and use your attitude towards things that make peace towards things that are good towards things that are kingdom oriented not towards things that are going to cause division how many times have we done that, said something with a twist on it to make us look good or to make someone else look bad? And that's that selfish ambition he's talking about. But it's you're just trying to, maybe you don't, maybe it's a truth, but it's kind of a half-truth to get to get something that you need or want. But that's not causing peace because now whatever you said isn't necessarily true. It just gets someone to think about it differently, and it's going to cause disorder instead of order. It's going to cause not peace instead of peace. Stirring the pot. Ooh, that's don't, good. Don't stir the pot. Like, why Why are you stirring the pot? Is stirring the pot, is it going to be kingdom work? Or are you stirring the pot to get a reaction out of people? Or are you stirring the pot to, to try and make yourself look correct? Mm. Or, like, I know more than you know. I feel like sometimes a good pot stirring is needed, though, sometimes, in the right context. Sometimes there, there's a... There's a right place for everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, but most of the time when we're stirring the pot, it's not yeah. for we're trying to get it, someone going. We're right. We're trying to get somebody else riled up. And we don't know their situation a lot of time. You look at Facebook and my gosh, the comments people throw out there about people it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I think that's a great verse for James to finish this chapter on is be peace oriented, be kingdom oriented. Don't have selfish ambition because it doesn't necessarily lead to what God wants. It's it's out of your selfish ambition that you're doing it. Don't don't do that. Be kingdom oriented. I feel like we've said that a bunch tonight for some reason, but I think it's it's good way to describe using your tongue. Is it kingdom oriented or is it out of self selfish ambition? And I oh man, if I was gonna say, hey, this is what you need to think about this week on in chapter three, and for me in chapter three here is is my tongue are the words that I say, is the attitude coming from me, is it kingdom-oriented, or is it out of selfish ambition for something I want? Not, not every word you're going to say is kingdom-building. Not every conversation you have is, you know, you know what I'm saying, but we need to have that in the back of our mind. We need to try, our goal is to tame our tongue because the rest of our body and the rest of our actions come from that. Right, and they're, they're a reflection of that. They're a reflection of what's going on in our mind and uh, are those are those words good fruit that we want to eat that we're using and we're sharing? 
Yeah. Like, is that good fruit? Or are you trying to produce a, a grape on a thorn bush? But yeah, so once again, James just uh, crushes it with super applicable concept. And it's very, for me, it's very convicting. It's, I need to definitely work on this and, and we can all do better in that. Yeah. Because as it said, not one human can control his tongue. Strive to be more like Jesus. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you go out and join the Two Fish community on Facebook and Instagram. Also, hit those subscribe and follow buttons so you don't miss next week's episode of the Two Fish Podcast.